Welcome to the Gym Lords Podcast, where we talk to real gym owners and share their stories, their trials, and what's working for them right now. To apply to be a guest on this podcast, click the link in the description. Hope you enjoy and subscribe. Welcome to the Gym Lords Podcast, where we talk fitness business with gym owners who are in the trenches, changing lives in their area. I'm your host, Dominic. Today, I'm here with my guests, owners of Fit5 Studio in Fort Collins, Colorado, Kelsey, Kelsey, and Wendy, not necessarily in that order. How are we doing today? <laughs> We're good. Hey, How are you? Good, good. Excited to dig in and learn more about Fit5. So who wants to start? Give us the lowdown what Fit5 Studio is all about. Uh, Fit5 Studio, we are a Legree fitness studio located in downtown Fort Collins, Colorado. Um, so what Legree is, it's a high-intensity, low-impact workout performed on the Megaformer machine, um, which is, it evolved from the Pilates reformer, um, but it is a completely different method. Um, it is a time under tension, slow resistance method. Awesome. Awesome. And we're going to dig more into what that means and where it positions you in the market, but Give us a little bit of history. You all didn't start this studio, um, but you took it over about 18 months or so ago. So give us what the backstory was there. So um, myself and Wendy were clients at Fit5 with the previous owner. And with COVID and everything happening, there was obviously a shutdown and things were difficult for the previous owner. We had talked briefly about possibly buying Fit5, but we weren't sure what we were doing <laughs> and we were in a pandemic. So it was, you know, high to COVID, um, but we, we met through Fit5. So then Kelsey taught there. Yeah. So I moved here in 2019. So she was teaching for the previous owner um, and that's how we met her. And then she had kind of mentioned to us one day, she's always wanted to own her own studio and things kind of kicked off from there. Um, we were scared that the studio was gonna close and we didn't want the workout to go away. So there was a lot of uh, you know ideas floating around in that and saying, we don't want this workout to disappear because the owner chooses not to continue to keep it going in the business that we, she was in in the moment with COVID. So kind of the, the serendipitous moment of us coming together and <laughs> making a decision to you know, co-own and run this studio um, happened. And, and in about a month, a, a little bit longer than a month, we, we closed on the business and off we were off running so all right so how long was the business open before you took over four years yeah it was, yeah, it was about four years, years. Yeah. okay so it was it was up and running for a while and like a lot of of businesses unfortunately got hit hard by covid yeah. owners at a turning point you had the opportunity and and sounds like more than anything yes it's a business opportunity but also you just didn't want to see the thing that you love that you couldn't really get anywhere else or easily anywhere else go away. So there was a confluence of, of a couple of factors there. Correct. Yes, absolutely. It's, it's not like, you know, if you're, if you go to a 24 hour gym and one closes, you just throw a rock and, and you yeah, no. <laughs> I, I'm going to guess that you're one of only or very few Legree studios anywhere within driving distance of where you are. Yeah, I Correct. think the closest one's probably an hour drive away in Denver, which is a huge city. So yeah, yeah. Okay. So you guys got together, you you look at the books, you say, all right, we can this is a workable business. We can make this happen. 
to, you know, to the degree we put our heads together and do it. So you come in, you have expectations of what it's going to be like. And then there's the reality of actually, all right, we, we signed all the paperwork, <laughs> we're doing it. So were there any significant surprises to you? And, and it could be positive or, or negative or opportunities or, you know, it doesn't necessarily mean like, oh crap, this went badly. Like, were there any big divergences from what you thought to what actually happened? I mean, me personally, I was nervous about what the current clients would think of a new owner because yeah. people are set in their ways. They like who they like, you know, were they going to stick with us? What were yeah. they going to think? And shockingly, I mean, everyone stayed, everyone was so happy yeah. and positive and encouraging for us. And they didn't want the workout to go away either. And so they were excited for the change. Yeah, I think that was going to be my exact answer was that I was a little terrified of the, of the response from the current client base, but it was a resounding, like they were thrilled. And I think because we put a fair amount of effort in that short period of time that we were in the process of buying the business into thinking about what was our go forward plan, then we were able to launch with a very you know, tight message, excitement about what we were doing. We had built a marketing plan. I mean, we, we worked our butts off for four weeks to really yeah. launch this with some intent and a purpose that I think people, they, word started to spread. And then clients who maybe had at one point or another decided to not continue at the studio with the previous owner were coming back because they were really excited to hear that things were going to be run a little bit differently than it had been previously. So expectations were backlash. Reality was incredible, <laughs> incredible buzz. Yeah. Yeah. We, we yeah. like, we like happy surprises. That's yeah. <laughs> so you get in, um, you, you get things rolling. You're all familiar with the business. So on the operational side, it's not like, oh, we've got to learn a whole new thing. You, you were all in it and really bought into the unique positioning of the Legree method of a specific studio. So um, for me, as we spoke a little bit earlier offline, it's positioned as, as a higher end service. It's, it's smaller groups. It's kind of semi-personal training. You've got specialized equipment. So you've got a unique value proposition that you bring to the market. Um, how are some of the ways that you feel like that, you know, the execution, the methodology fit in to the business model of being a, a higher end boutique type studio? I mean, so we have 10 machines in our studio. So every class is 10 people or less. So it's very personalized attention. We teach to our class. So the nice yeah. thing is everybody, it doesn't matter your age, uh, men, women, fitness level, ability, anybody can do this workout. We have ways to modify. We have ways to intensify. No, never they're the same class. Like we no. all do our own, you know, workouts, plans, what we're going to do. It's full body and you'll never experience the same class twice. So it's very unique in that fact that you're never going to plateau and that you have this, you know, almost personal trainer yeah. in a group setting. So you get that attention, you see the results. You, you, what's special about having a small space in boutique fitness is that we get to know our clients. I know every single one of our clients. I know what they can do. I know how to push them. And that's what happens over time. When you get that same group of people, you get that same community of people is that we get to know you 
and we get to know you on like that intimate fitness level because we only have 10 people to know in class at the max of 10, right? Sometimes you get smaller classes, which are always really special because I and our instructors get to know our clients and we get to push them in ways that you might not get in a class of 40. Yeah, and then as far as that specialized equipment, specialized, you know, uh, unique increased attention over different models, clearly business exists to make profit, to grow, to support whatever goals you have, that factors into where you can position pricing, right? You've got the studio nicely, decorated it's got a higher end feel and you don't have to put all this effort together all the investment you know expensive equipment to then have somebody say hey i can go get the same thing for 40 dollars a month now, you don't have a lot of price competition and that's not to say that you gouge people but you're able to charge a fair price that works in your business model because you have something unique that you're executing at a high level mm -hmm. absolutely so when you, you know, coming from a, a point of view of having already being involved in the business, you had a belief in the fitness methodology, you knew the community. Once you start having the conversations like, oh, hey, we could, we could buy this. Were there ever any other conversations about like, is this the best business model to invest in if we're looking at it? Like, hey, if we can do this, can we just go start our own thing? Or has it always been like, we just love this, we're in it, we're going to do this or do nothing? Um, definitely. I feel like we compare, yeah. <laughs> we definitely ran the numbers of comparing like buying the existing business and the pros and cons of that because maybe people had a, a bad connotation or a bad experience with something that before. wasn't us yeah. before or starting totally new, brand new equipment, our own space because um, with the deal of buying the business, we also had to take over the lease of our of the old space. And so we had no say in that of what um, what it looked like, right? Yeah. I mean, it was it is what it is. And so since then, we've moved to a new space once our lease was up, and we got to create, you know, the space that we wanted. So I feel like running the numbers between both brand new and existing, it just made financial yeah. sense. To, to buy an existing business with the machines here, with the clientele, with the email addresses. And yeah. The, you know. And then reach. even like me, so me as a, I was at a different position. I feel, cause I came in as a fitness instructor, like who believed in Legree the most. Like I've taught different formats of fitness and done different formats of fitness. And Legree overall is the best workout for anyone. Mm -hmm. And you're going to get the results that you want and that you're looking for. And you get that individualized attention. And so going into it, it's like Legree, that's the gym. Cause I've wanted to own a gym over time and over through my you know course of life. And just looking at Legree and what it is and the potential that it can be is my main choice by going into teaching Legree, you know, as my main format of fitness. Got it. Got it. Okay. So you came in, we get, you get the ball rolling. There's this initial buzz. Some, some former members come back, some other, you know, current members are excited. They probably tell some people there. Um, and then, you know, there's work to be done as far as continuing to grow, to impact as many people as you can to kind of spread this, 
you know, the gospel of Legree, as it were, for, for <laughs> a completely uninitiated um, community. So how did you decide who was going to do what? Did anybody have any marketing experience, any background, or was this all, you know, trial and error, trial by fire, <laughs> combination of um, all? It was definitely a combination. I feel like we had a really good attorney that helped us before <laughs> yeah. we even yes. going through, you know, being under contract and going through as three people. I mean, that's, there's three of us to manage and, you know, conflict happens usually between partnerships. And that's what our attorney, you know, told us was you need to really map out your roles of who's doing what, because that is the number one reason partnerships dissolve is someone feels like they're doing more work than another person. So I feel like that was the best advice we got of this is what I want to do. Here it is listed out. Here's what you're going to do. Yeah. And we like stuck with it. I, know. <laughs> yeah. I feel like it works the best for us because we all have our set roles of who does what and what each of us brings to the table is so different. Yeah, and I try, we stick to what we're doing as well. Like we, we don't like cross over boundaries. You know, we give advice and we take each other's advice and then we move forward from there. Like I'm not trying to do Wendy's job or Kelsey's job, you know, and vice versa. So we all kind of just stay in our lanes. And then when we need help, we come together. Okay, so as far as the day-to-day -day operations of the business go, you were all involved in it. You had a good handle on this is how we give clients a good experience. These are the things we love. We're gonna we're gonna lean into. We know that the people that are here are happy. Some of them are even happier now that you own it. So, what have been the things that you've done to get that buzz spread beyond the word of mouth, the referrals in that? You know, social media marketing, events, referral programs. What are you doing to, to keep fresh bodies coming in the door? that you can introduce to Legree through Fit5? So I think first and foremost, it's a marketing plan, right? Like we're, we're, we're gonna hit the market in a variety of different ways at the same time. And we need to have a plan with a consistent message. So if we're posting something on social media, we're also sending out an email or we're sending out a newsletter that has that same message in it because we know that people, not everyone looks at Instagram. They might look at Facebook or maybe people are more inclined to looking at Google or they're looking at their email. So we're, we're putting together that plan and promoting the business in that way consistently. Like it is, it is very thought through and planned out, which was advice that was given to us as well. And we too listen to podcasts just like this to learn things. Um, and that's another area that it was just, it was so obvious to us early on that we had to have that plan in place. Of course, yeah. we always ask for referrals too, yeah. right? Like a referral <laughs> plan, that's huge, that's huge. Yeah, for sure. So do you ask new clients when they come in to kind of keep a finger on the pulse, like what the last thing was? Because nobody will remember everything they saw. Like, hey, what was it that triggered you to actually come in? Was it that social media post? Was it the email? Is that something that you track to see like where somebody hits their action threshold? Yeah, we, we try. We yeah, really yeah. I always try to mention like, how'd you hear about us? You know, and we'll get that feedback from that initial like, hello. Majority is definitely word of mouth. Friends come here. Yeah. Friends are telling them to try it. That is number one for us. 
Yeah, I feel like that's like the like the long term is like, you know, people come in and try like, oh, I saw you on Google. I just decided to come in. But a lot of the times that long term client is based on community. They know someone that goes here and then they start going together. So I think that's your biggest, you know, turnaround of prospect to member is someone who is word of mouth because that community builds. Yeah, and th those end up being as close to, as we get in the fitness business to a lay down sale introduction, right? Yeah. They, they already know, like, and trust their friend. Mm -hmm. So they're for the most part gonna take their opinion. Maybe they'll check out your social media and say, all right, well, you know, Bob says this and I went and that all checks out and I Googled, I saw some pictures, mm -hmm. reviews are good. So, so now I believe it. So people will go down that rabbit hole, but yeah. It's, it starts mostly for you right now with, with a mention probably from a friend, a former client, coworker, something like that. Yes. Yeah. And then they're, they're watching us on, on social media. Yeah. Because it's a, it's a foreign workout to most, right? They have no idea. They come in and they look at the machine or they go online and look at the machine and go, what the heck is that? How does that work? And we post a lot of our classes. And I think I've had many clients tell me that that's helped to reduce any anxiety that they had because they're like, oh, look at, at all the different types of people that are doing this workout. If they can do it, I can do it. And they've watched it time and time again. And it's just encouraged them to step their foot through the door and try it for themselves got it okay and then as far as social media platforms go um are is there any one or any that stand out that work better for you whether it be facebook instagram tiktok is getting hotter in the <laughs> fitness and wellness world so is there any that you seem to get the most result from right now probably instagram all right yeah. It, so on that end, again, just to dig a little bit deeper, um, because you have a, a unique product, I, I don't have the body of, of knowledge to say, oh, we see other Legree Studios doing this. Like, are you getting hits from just regular posts? Are you doing real stories, all the above? Like, what, what areas are you hitting the hardest? We, we do stories a ton. Yeah, I would I feel say like stories. Most people, that is their thing, right? They want to see something 15 seconds and, yeah. and move on. <laughs> um, but we, we have a, a post schedule of what we plan yeah. out. Um, About, we try to do... I try to do four a week. Yeah, four to six weeks. We're planning out in advance of what we're yeah. going to do. That's my goal. <laughs> yeah, and then we um, we do reels just because in Legree, uh, we have very specialized names of moves. Yeah. And so we really like to do reels of breaking down one specific move so people can see it instead of just being in the class and us teaching it, they can actually visually see it on Instagram. Yeah. Yeah, so even though Legree is, is very unique, you're still getting a lot of the same results from what's working best for other boutique fitness styles, mostly being in the reels and the stories and, and people going away from the timeline as much for, for fitness and wellness in general. Sure. All yeah. right. So do you, do you leverage conversations at any point from people who interact with your social media? Is there, you're like, Hey, you know, thanks for following us. Thanks for the like, or somebody makes a comment to try to initiate conversations, or do you just kind of leave it there as marketing and messaging, you know, maybe with a link in the bio that people can find out more like what level of interaction are you at with 
the people that that do make any sort of um, contact through the social media? I feel like we definitely respond back to comments. Um, yeah. I don't, we don't reach out if someone likes something or we, you know, we're not initiating that. No. Um, but we do, you know, we have our little link in bio with all the different things, you know, our intro offers, our schedule. So when I think about it, I use almost like uh, our stories or our day to day. And then our Instagram feed itself is almost like that, you know, brochure you can go to and see what our message is. So that's how we kind of use it. We show what we do every day on our stories. You know, we show the bulk of how we do and what's going on on our feed. And then on Google, you're going to see like that description and all that stuff that's really going to push you to click buy. Absolutely. So, you know, things that, that I really like there, having some type of link that directs people to what to do, like using the link in bio, it seems yeah. simple, but it gets overlooked a lot. And having some level of interaction, even if it's, you know, only right now at this stage, uh, because I do understand everything takes time, time is limited, you have to get your best return on it. But if somebody takes the time to comment on something, responding to it, and versus, you know, some people will use their Instagram or Facebook as more of a billboard. Hey, we put it out there. And then if they find us, they find us. If they call, that's cool. But, but it's kind of just there and it's dead. But you are taking the next steps to further conversations to show that, hey, there are people here that care. We're monitoring this. We want to answer if you make a comment. So I love that you're, you're at that stage and managing it very thoughtfully. It's not, it doesn't sound haphazard at all. It's, hey, we have a plan. Even if we don't hit our four posts a week, that's our goal going in. We're going to try, you know, we, we have this. So that's, that's really big on the organic. And I, I hate to say the free side of things because it takes time. It's time consuming, but the un, unpaid side, are you currently doing anything on the paid marketing side, Google ads, Facebook ads, anything like that? We do. We mainly focus on Google ads. We have done like sponsor like Facebook ads or Instagram ads. I feel like we get definitely more traction from Google ads compared yeah. to social media ads. Yeah. Yep. Okay. Yeah, so, definitely. <laughs> in, in on the, the Google ad side, is it sponsored results? Or are you putting actual promotions out there? Like try a class half off or, you know, intro offer, or is it a mix of those? It's a mix. I would say we mainly do sponsored of like keywords, you know, pay every time you get a click or to your website, but we do have posts out there of, you know, our intro offer or, you know, when we were moving to a new location, that was a big post of, you know, we're going downtown. Um, I try to get our intro offer or something in there at least once a week. If it, even if not like a static like billboard post, it's in a picture post. It's like, come try us, you know, four classes, $40 or whatever it is. Um, so I feel like once a week, at least in a comment, I try to get that in there because they don't want to be pushing that like sale. Yes, the sales works, but I also want it to be a page of like wellness and like encouragement, not just that constant ad advertisement every day. Cause it is that community people come to look, you know? So you're really, I, I think the, one of my best um, takeaways for, I, I can't think of who to attribute this to, but somebody who I follow said, it's, it's kind of like a bank account where you're trying, you're making deposits 
and not always just trying to withdraw. It's like, hey, let's give value, give value, give value. Eventually, somebody may just be like, wow, this is awesome. I'm going to interact. But every once in a while, putting it out there like, oh, hey, by the way, this is this is an offer that you might want to interact with. So it's not an ask every time. It's it's trying to find that balance of making it feel like, hey, we're here to show you how we can help. But if you need a little push, oh, by the way, you can you can come actually be a member and stop stalking us on social media. Yeah. 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 (laughs) Perfect. Perfect. And, And I think using Google still is underrated by a lot of people with the ads and they, you know, people go real hard on SEO because there are still are tons of people that search gym near me, fitness near me, weight loss, tone, whatever it is. So being on there is going to get a certain amount of people. And then you have the follow-up where you're putting in, you're putting posts up, they can go to your social media, they can see, all right, that's that gym. Let me go see, all right, looks legit, looks fun, right? Not people aren't just, you know, looking dead all the time. There's (laughs) different variations. So it, it starts with the Google. I mean, there's a reason why Google is such a huge business because people Google stuff. So um, I think it kind of gets lost in the mix and overlooked. So again, kudos to you all for, for doing that. So um, we're kind of running low on time here. We kind of went down some rabbit holes here, but I want to talk about goals, plans, future. You know, if you, if you had the proverbial magic wand, where do you want to see this go? Is it multi-locations, bigger locations, taking over the globe, you know, making Fit5 the next franchise. Like, where do you, where do you ultimately want to see it go? I know you're only 18 months in, so, you know, it, it can seem like forever, but you all seem super bought into the product. You seem to love what you're doing. So, you know, spreading the impact, getting it out there to people seems natural. Uh, so where do you go? It's a great question. <laughs> I know. Did you hear that collective pause? <laughs> I mean, um, you, you can you can shoot for the moon here, right? And yeah. we'll check in on you in a in a year or two and see see how much progress you've made. But I can see the fire, so I know that you know you're you're not going to stop with just where you are now. That's got to be out I of the question. I think we're all in agreement that like. It's like, not that it's never going to be good enough, but we're very driven, the three of us, to keep building and growing and expanding. So I don't want to say we're not, we're grateful for what we have, but we're ready. Like we're, we're driven to keep going. Yeah, but we're taking, you know, that calculated step. We own a boutique fitness, you know, post pandemic, uh, that calculated step. So you can't just, yes, you can have that fire to like, let's do this tomorrow. (laughs) We're going to you know, open all these things, but you have to take that calculated step. You have to know it's the right time, not just a business aspect, but also in personal lives. Um, you have to have that balance of that drive and that calculated step. Yeah, absolutely. And I think it's, there's, there's a huge opportunity because you're in such an underserved niche, but with a product that sounds like, you know, and I'm, I haven't done a lot of research on Legree, so I'm I'm going strictly on your conviction and <laughs> hearing your tone. It sounds like it's the real deal. It's it's not a gimmick. It's it's not a fad. It's just it. Ten years is pretty new in the overall scheme of fitness. So I feel like every opportunity that you get to spread this to some degree to show people the thing that you believe in, uh, it's going to be hard for you to keep that bottled up. So like I said, you're not. 
you're not shiny object syndrome. We need to get 10 studios right now. Let's perfect our processes. Let's make sure that this pandemic doesn't flare back up and we're overextended. But it just sounds like it's something that you're going to want to keep sharing to the extent that that you can. Yes. I mean, we love it so much. It's like we want to share this with everybody. Yeah. <laughs> so true. Yeah, it is, it is very cool. And, you know, they a lot of fitness is the same things with different rappers on it realistically. And that's not to say that people doing the same, you know, tried and true things can't help a lot of people, but it's also exciting when there is something new, something different that you can truly position in a market of, Hey, if you've tried everything else, great, come try this. It's actually going to be very different and we do a good job at it. So yeah, come on in. Awesome. When well, are you coming? You're, you need to come try. <laughs> I mean, I'd love to come to Fort Collins in general. Like I still like the, you know, Colorado is, is high up on my list and travel is less restricted now. So yeah, I mean, I'm sure, anytime. I, I, I'm sure that I would get my butt kicked in a way that <laughs> yes, I probably have never before. Um, you know, as long as you don't twist me into a pretzel with, with one of those <laughs> machines, I'm, I'm, I'm fine with this. So yeah, I, I'm excited. I'm going to you know, learn more, research more, um, maybe try to find some other Legree studios to have on the show because I think it's it's something that needs to get out there. But um, before I let you go, if anybody's here listening, they want to find out more about Fit5, where are the best places to look you up? Um, our website is fit5studio.com and our Instagram handle is the same thing, fit5studio. Yep. Thank, thankfully, easy. No yeah. underscores, yeah. no weird symbols, nothing like that. Just nope. search Fit5 Studio and who knows, maybe somebody listening may want to open up their own Legree Studio and, and ping you for some ideas. But I appreciate <laughs> you all being on here today. It's been a blast learning about you, what you're doing. I look forward to checking in. If I'm ever in Colorado, I will I will come and sign myself up for whatever your, your free introductory, or not free introductory, your introductory offer is and, and see if I become a convert and open my own Legree studio. So, uh, <laughs> I wish you continued success. Thank you so much for being here with us this morning. Thank Thanks you for so having us. us. You're Thanks very so welcome. And to everyone out there listening, as always, we don't, we can't forget you. We wouldn't be here without you. We hope you found value and inspiration in this episode. Hopefully opened your eyes up to another fitness methodology. If you have a unique belief, something different, pursue it, look for it. Opportunities aren't only in opening your own studio. It could be right under your nose. So always be aware of it. If you want to hear more episodes, click the subscribe button. We'll notify you when new episodes drop. To everyone out there in Jim Lords Nation, keep working hard, keep changing lives. Jim Lords out. Thank you for listening to this interview, but don't go anywhere. We still have two more incredible interviews coming right up inside this episode. But if you're a gym owner that's looking to get more clients, keep them longer and make more money, Head to the link in the description of this podcast and schedule a free leave your credit card at home consultation with one of our business consultants. You see, here at Gym Launch, we've helped over 4,000 gym owners across the world increase their sales, take home more money, and build the business of their dreams. And it simply starts with a phone call. Click on the link in the description of this podcast to schedule your call today. Now, let's head into the next interview. 
What's up, everyone? Welcome back to another episode of the Gym Lords podcast. I will be your host today. My name is Brooke. Joining me on the show is Robert from Habib Health and Fitness in Glen Burnie, Maryland. Welcome to the show, Robert. How are you? Good, Brooke. Thanks for having me. I'm super excited to have you here today, Robert. And, you know, before we really dive into the fun, juicy details of your business, tell us a little story as to what it was that led to you, you know, starting this business. Sure. So it really started in college. So I was, I was studying kinesiology, um, really wasn't sure what I wanted to do. So what I did is I, I started working in a physical therapy clinic. Um, and my original goal was to go to physical therapy school. But then I kind of, you know, got a hold of how much it cost. Um, and I really just didn't want to take on, you know, all that debt. So I was like, okay, what's the next kind of closest thing I can do? And what I did is I, I walked into a personal training studio up the street from where I live. I was essentially like, hey, I like to work out. I like sports. I think that's, you know, how most people start in this business. And I was like, how can I help you? Um, I'm like, you know, I'm not very experienced. I do have experience working with people, um, you know, in the physical therapy setting. But I don't have a lot of personal experience training. So I pretty much started under the table. I learned. Um, you know, as I went, I took a couple of certifications and then it just kind of blossomed into where I am today. Okay, cool. So always kind of knew that like health and fitness ish style career, but never knew you were specifically going to be a trainer and have this business. Correct. Uh, in a million years, I never thought I'd be personal training or running a personal training business. Um, I was just an athlete growing up. I like sports. I liked working out but I never thought I would be a personal trainer, um, but it just kind of took off and it is what it is now. Cool. I love it. Yeah. I love it. I love it. Um, definitely an, a fun story, but you know, what I would love for you to do now, is just give us your elevator pitch. Tell us about your business, you know, who you guys are, what you do kind of paint that picture for us. I know you have a little bit of an interesting kind of model, so just break it down for us. Yeah, so I, I actually operate out of, um, out of my garage. Um, and I think some people can kind of resonate with that because, you know, since COVID, um, a lot of people, businesses were shut down and they had nowhere to go. So I started my business out of my garage, just kind of training one-on-one. -on -one. Um, but really my model is I try and help your everyday mom and dad um, try and get out of pain. You know, people who are in pain, people who want to feel better, move better, uh, look better, and just build their confidence a little bit. I think most people are very intimidated by the gym, right? especially big commercial gyms and kind of going on their own. So that's kind of what I try and do is just get your everyday mom and dad into a gym setting. You know, they're dealing with, with aches and pains and just show them, you know, you can lift and still manage your health and be healthy. Uh, pain-free and injury-free and enjoy your life outside the gym, you know, hanging out with your kids, um, hiking, walking, whatever it is you want to do. Yeah, definitely. So are all of your clients in person? Do you have online clients? I do. So 90% of my clients are in person. Um, I do have a small online setting. I, I manage about 10 people online, but I will say I definitely enjoy the in-person setting a lot more. Um, I think part of what makes personal trainers great is, is being able to build rapport with your clientele. And that's often very difficult to do in an online setting. Mm 
Um, so I, I really enjoy more of the in-person, but I do do a little bit of both. Yeah, definitely. I think like there's a way to get that report and build that report through an online setting, but it's complete. It, it's really different. Um, it it's not, you're not going to get the same experience as you would right. training somebody in, per, in person. So, yeah. you know, picture right now, how many try, uh, how many clients are you training right now? So I have 15, uh, personal training clients in person, and then I have 10 online. So nice. just, so just managing know. both. Yeah. Cool. So is that a place, Robert, where you feel comfortable or are you looking to help more people? So just kind of given my workload right now, um, it's definitely at its limit with what I can manage just, um, you know, running that by myself and then making time for my, my family, you know, my wife and my kid. But in the future, I definitely like to scale it to where I can help more people, but also be more available to my family. Um, I think anytime someone gets into business, the ultimate goal is to be able to, to have a flexible schedule, um, step aside when you need to and trust someone else to kind of run your business a little bit. So that's definitely, you know, within the next two years, kind of what I envision and imagine. So absolutely. Like let our business, like let our business work and we're like working on the business rather than in the business. Right. Correct. Um, Correct. That's the ultimate goal for most business owners, or at least it should be right. You don't want to have to be training clients every day until you're 85 years old. Like that's not ideal. Um, So I mean, that was going to be one of my questions later on is like, what is your goal? But you pretty much just answered that. So next question for you would be like, what has to happen right now within your business for you to be able to make that a reality one day? Honestly, I think it's just being able to take that leap, leap of faith. I think, you know, even when I started out of my garage, I was like, no one's going to want to train out of my garage. You know, it's a, it's a townhouse. It's a small space. I argued with my wife about it. I'm like, I'm going to turn this into a gym and just see what happens. You know, at first I didn't think it would work. Uh, honestly, my first client was through Facebook uh, in the neighborhood. She had a kid. She's like, I want to work out, but I need someone to watch my kid. So I was like, okay, my wife will watch her kid. And that's why I started with her. She's still with me now, you know, four or five years later. But I think the biggest hurdle is just taking that leap of faith and understanding you're going to struggle at first. You know, anytime there's change, you are going to struggle. So it's just a matter of making the jump and just trusting that it will work out um, eventually. Just like, you know, when I took the jump to start out of my garage, it worked out in the end. So kind of the same deal. Yeah, of course. So uh, my question to you is like, why haven't you made that leap already? Of course, like, you know, this is a tough question and there's obviously more to the answer, but right. if your goal is to get to that point, you know, so you can spend <laughs> time with your family, you know, what's holding you back from making that leap? Yeah, that's a fair question. So I think the biggest, biggest thing right now is just location wise, um, you know, having a, a nine month old kid now and, you know, hopefully having more in the future, not completely sold on settling where we are right now. So I want to make sure, um, you know, the location we do move to in the future is one that I will be 
you know, I will be in for a while and I can, I can build and scale my business within those neighborhoods and just that general area. Yeah, for sure. So now that we've learned a little bit about your goals and where you want to take this business, let's kind of circle back and talk about your experiences so far. So, you know, what would you say has been a challenge for you within the business side of things that somebody out there might be able to relate or connect to? Sure. I think the biggest thing is, is simply understanding how to, to manage your workload. Um, you know, you have to market, you have to handle the finances, you have to handle the training. Um, it's just so much to take on at once. And it, be, it can become overwhelming, especially when you're working long shifts. Like when you get into the training industry, it's you start early and you finish late. Um, and your downtime is spent on working on your business. Um, and eventually you just run out of time for yourself. Uh, so the biggest thing is really just understanding how to manage your workload, but also not being afraid to, to give some of that workload to other people. If you have to spend money to let someone do the marketing for you, then so be it. It is what it is, but it frees up time for yourself to work on other aspects of your business. Um, so I think that's definitely been my biggest challenge, especially starting off you know, just a small business out of a garage, you kind of want to maximize the profit you're making, right? And then at a certain point, you're like, well, in order to scale this business, I have to spend money on other things. I have to spend money on marketing. I have to spend money, you know, on advertising. And it's okay to, to let other people manage that to kind of free up your workload a little bit. Yeah, definitely. So talk to me a little bit about that advertising and that marketing. Like what have, what have you done that has worked so far? Cause that's an area that a lot of people are scared about. Yeah. I think my biggest success has been one, just word of mouth. I think most people don't realize when you, when you do a good job and you build, you build great relationships with people, they're going to spread, you know, information about your business. You know, if they have a friend that's struggling with the knee pain or back pain or wants to lose weight, they'll be like, oh, well, like, you know, my trainer is great. And I think most people don't realize how much word of mouth really, really helps your business. But also a, another aspect has simply been Google reviews. Um, I've, I've built my, you know, my Google business page and my reviews. Um, Cause I feel like nowadays, most people, you know, no matter what industry it is, or if you're going out to eat or whatever it is, you usually Google it you look at the reviews, you look at the feedback, and that kind of gives you, you know, that initial, um, uh, you know, thought like, okay, you know, this might work. Let me go check out this person. So definitely I would say try and get as many reviews as you can. Um, cause I think that's been a big help for my business. Yeah, definitely. Um, word of mouth is great. Reviews are great. You know, both of those things are free for us. All we have to do is be nice to our clients right. and naturally they're going to want to leave us a review. They're going to want to tell their friends and their friends are going to be interested in coming to train with us. And that's definitely so vital for our business, but it's not really a controllable method for us to grow because we can't count on referrals every month coming in. We can't count on new clients inquiring because they heard about us through X, Y, Z, right? But right. what we can control is actual advertising methods like digital advertising and marketing. Have you gone down that road in the past? Like as you, like when you started out? Sure. So when I first started out, 
No, I, I just was not on that road. But um, as of recent, I'd say about a year and a half ago, I managed someone to, or I hired someone to manage my SEO, my marketing, uh, my advertising online, and that's helped tremendously. Um, it's just something I'm not familiar with, completely over my head. All the online marketing, the SEO, the Google rankings, all that stuff. Um, so yeah, I did. I did hire someone to to help me with that, and it's helped tremendously. Um, you know, once once he he helped build my online presence, my Google rankings. That's uh, really what kind of gave me a boost, and I saw a lot more clientele come in. Yeah, that's huge. Like it's 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 so necessary. Like if you think about the yeah. past few years, like everybody's spending so much time on their phones, right? So if we can be in those places where they already are spending their time and be that birdie in their ear that keeps popping up, build that awareness. It's so wonderful for our growth and our business. So um, I guess my next question for you on air here, and I guess it will be the last big question is what's next? Like, Talk to us about that. I know you talked about your goal, but like if I could hand you a magic wand right now, you didn't have to worry about anything. What does that picture look like? That picture looks like me owning my own facility. Um, you know, my own brick and mortar. I'd ideally have a trainer or two or three underneath me kind of running the show for me. Um, Cause kind of like we touched on earlier, the ultimate goal is to have flexibility is to have time is to free up time for you to do other things in life and again i think that's why most people get into uh business so that is if you gave me a wand right now that's ideally i'm shaking it and, and hoping that's uh what my future looks like so heck yeah i think it's totally doable i mean you've done this so far you've taken on a bunch of clients of your own you're optimizing your schedule right now. So there's no reason why you couldn't figure out how to run a successful business here in the near future. Right. Um, perfect. Where can our listeners go to find you on social media? So I have a Instagram. Um, it is Rob underscore Habib. Uh, and then you can find my website, HabibHealthAndFitness.com. And um, that's really all I have right now in regards to social media. It is something else that I have to scale and work on, but um, that's where you can find me. Perfect. Well, thank you for sharing that with us. And thank you for sitting down with me and having this conversation today. Um, for our listeners, thank you guys so much as well. Don't forget, if you want to stay notified about future episodes, hit like and subscribe. If you want to join us for an episode here at the Gym Lords Podcast, fill out the link in the description and our team will be in touch with you soon. As always, until next time, Gym Lords out. Thank you for listening to the podcast so far. Don't go anywhere. We still have another episode coming right up right after this word from one of our sponsors. The Gym Lords podcast is sponsored by Prestige Labs. Prestige Labs is the first and only nutritional supplements company built by gym owners for gym owners. Prestige Labs solves the problem that all gyms have experienced, the broken inventory model, low commissions, and even lower quality products. Prestige Labs provides 100% drop shipping, zero inventory, PhD formulated high quality supplements for you and your clients. The goal is simple, cover 100% of your rent while never sacrificing your integrity. To learn more or to become an affiliate of Prestige Labs for free, apply at affiliate.prestigelabs.com. That's affiliate.prestigelabs.com. 
Double your client results, double your income. You can head to affiliate.prestigelabs.com to become an affiliate for free. Now stick around for the rest of this episode. Use coupon code GYMLORDS on prestigelabs.com for 20% off all future supplement orders. What's up, Gym Lords? Welcome back to another episode of the Gym Lords podcast. My name is Bree. I will be your host today, and I'm here with Sean from Fight Core Fitness in Cape Coral, Florida. What's up, Sean? How are you today? I'm great, Bree. How are you? Doing well. Thank you for taking the time to join us. I appreciate it. My pleasure. Glad to be right. with you in the beautiful sunny south compared to where you are right now. Yeah. <laughs> It's, it's been on my mind a lot lately. I'm not going to lie. Just kind of picking up and moving south. I, I don't know if I can take another winter in Rhode Island, but that's that's a whole other conversation. But the summers in Rhode Island are awesome. So you just got to work hard enough for that. They are, but they're just so short. They go by way too fast. So, yeah. yeah. All right. So let's jump right into the details here. How did you get started in the fitness industry? Kind of give us the the shortened version if possible <laughs> if there is a short it was a long long time ago uh, back before <laughs> your parents were born um uh, so <laughs> we were still using stone tablets um yeah no, so i started <laughs> i i got started in the industry because i was a fat kid in gym class back when i was 11 12 years old even had somebody uh a teacher tell me a PE teacher tell me phillips you're fat and worthless and always will be it was kind of a wake-up call um yeah exactly it could have gone one of two different directions um right uh, <laughs> we ended up um, yeah, going the, the way of uh, kind of fitness. Um, so I've been doing this since uh, uh, really um, went to Penn State, uh, grew up in State College, Pennsylvania, and uh, ran my first uh, kind of health club, uh, started in 1985-86, uh, and uh, have not looked back. Been in the same industry for the, the last 40 plus years. So nice. uh, that's how I got started. Ran the largest YMCA in the East Coast of the United States, so dabbled in the public domain, and then, uh, yeah, then then jumped out and um, uh, just full fledged into you know all sorts of different types of health clubs, from smaller ones to mega clubs to um, again our the YMCA was uh, three hundred fifty thousand square feet, um, and we closed down a couple of private clubs in town because we were tax exempt and able to do stuff that uh, they weren't able to do. So yeah, different <laughs> rules. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Okay. So what do you like better? I guess, do you like the kind of bigger corporate model or do you like more so what you're doing now better? So, um, as, as you could tell by our offline conversation, I, I'm, uh, even though I've done a lot of corporate stuff, I'm not a corporate kind of guy. Um, mm -hmm. just because, um, to me, um, we live by the motto of always do the right thing. And a lot of times you get stuck in corporations um, and organizations that just don't allow you to do things because they have policies and procedures. And well, that's not the way we're built. So I'm sorry. <laughs> um, uh, we never want to say we're sorry to anybody. We just want to do the right thing all the time. Um, and mm -hmm. so in the fitness industry, uh, again, through the years, I've seen a lot of people stick and not necessarily do the right thing by the member so my favorite thing right now um even though gone from you know running multiple countries and multiple multiple clubs and in, in the you know the, the high hundreds to you know kind of right now being a one-man band and i'll take the one-man band any day um or the smaller boutique where you really really get to know your members uh and mm -hmm. that to me it's the same reason why most teachers get into teaching 
you know, it, it's definitely not for the money, um, <laughs> but for the uh, the love of it. I always laugh at the, the whole teaching thing. And it, you always, uh, I don't laugh at teachers. Teachers to us are heroes. Um, and if, if you look at a list of the top five people that influenced your life, and if one of those isn't a teacher, then I'm sorry for where you went to school because you probably just didn't have the experience that you needed to do. And if you're homeschooled, that's great. It's probably mom or dad or, or somebody else that you're you know, um, in with. So, um, but yeah, so, so to, to long answer to your short question, um, give me a smaller, more intimate environment where we can really make a change with people and they can go out and make a change with people, et cetera, et cetera, and really, really get to know your people is more right. important because people always ask, what's your biggest competition? It is to me, it's not other health clubs. It's mm -hmm. not other, other boutiques. It's life. Life. We're in competition with little Johnny's soccer game, with your, you know, with date night, with all these other things that are going on in your life. Yes. Um, mm -hmm. And so that's you got to be good enough to make your exercise a priority. Um, mm -hmm. And in the fitness realm, as we spoke earlier, you know, which we'll talk about, I'm sure. Um, I, I don't think enough people are, are I, I call it distinct or extinct. Mm -hmm. And uh, choose which one you want to be. Right. Yeah, that, absolutely. So what's that? I said extinct is never good. No. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, within the facility that you currently have, how many members are you serving? Uh, right now we're serving 250 members. So we're really small, low key. We're, we're $159 per month for unlimited classes. Again, from your background, you know kind of kind of how that goes. Uh, we're in a mm -hmm. sleepy little you know town of 200,000 in Cape Coral, Florida, where you start looking at demographics. Uh, you know, we're a little bit different than a lot of places. If you uh, open up a map of Florida and said, hmm, where should we build our really unique, cool, different concept of, uh, of boutique fitness? That's a total body workout that everybody can do, um, but is 80% female, you probably wouldn't pick Cape Coral, Florida. But we wanted yeah. to be somewhere we could prove the model. I also lived in Cape Coral um, and uh, et cetera, et cetera. So we, uh, we've done that now. And, and now it's uh, onward and upward to, uh, you know, different demographics, but just the simple fact that we're 80% female in a facility that's called fight core. Um, and that's yeah. what's weird. Cause when you have something called fight core um, and by the way, 100 females, we did a marketing uh, research uh, on trying to figure out what should our logo look like? What should it, and um, 100 out of 100 females out of a, a four choice thing picked the military stencil logo, which was super surprising. You never had yeah. that happen. So, huh? Yeah, that's interesting. Yeah, very interesting. Um, kind of like, hmm. Yeah, yeah. I think women look at it as like uh, it's empowering, you know. Um, so I think that that goes a long way. With and women. we use the word I badass a lot. What's that? Sorry, we use the word badass a lot, and it's yeah. because our it's because our members use it, not because we think we're all that. Because our members yeah. are like, like a badass in here, and so we, we we in fact we had to teach Facebook to know that it wasn't a swear word, and now we use it every single day, and don't don't get you know strikes for it. So which is fun, right? That's good. Okay, cool. So as far as marketing goes, and getting the word out there to serve more people. How are you going about doing that? What does marketing look like for you? So marketing looks like, and, and it's, it's funny because uh, we, whenever we look at anything, we, we set up what we call an isochrone. Uh, everybody will talk about 
one mile, three mile, and five mile concentric rings around their facilities. And um, mm -hmm. one thing I've learned in my 40 plus years in this, uh, people don't buy in rings. They're like, oh, sorry, you're outside of my two mile. I can't go there. Um, yeah. So we, we draw a dot, we drive every single direction, um, and we plot a point after um, 10 minutes and say, all right, and we have people that drive 20, 25 minutes uh, plus to come to us because we're so unique, but that's not what we think is is our absolute thing. And they just start talking about natural barriers and things like this, but our, our market comes from um, about 10 minute drive time all around where, where we are. And that could be you know, 10 minutes to the north, um, you might be able to drive 10 miles. So those mm -hmm. people may be 10 miles away from your facility. So um, that's, kind of a little bit weird. So our marketing turns into um, kind of a mishmash. Uh, you know, we've got 70 plus uh, thousand followers on Instagram now. We've been really pushing uh, some Instagram stuff, um, staying a little bit away from Facebook, but still, you know, diving in and out of that. But we also do print ads because we're not competing with as many things in your mailbox as we used to do because everybody was like, oh yeah, social media, social media, everything's going there and everything's gone digital. Well, not everything's gone digital. And so we do some really high-end coupon books and other stuff. We don't discount our prices. So we're not always, and it's the funniest thing that I see about um, just being out across the world in the fitness industry, coming back to the United States after 18 years abroad and kind of laughing and going, wow, you know, we, we now live in a commodity-based world of fitness pricing where, whoa, no, it's like eight minute abs, eight minute abs, no, five minute abs. And yeah, know, and same thing with pricing. It's like, well, hey, you know, you start looking at, at Planet Fitness and Crunch and you're like, no, we're 10 bucks. Oh yeah, we're 9.95. You're like, oh, get over yourselves, people. It's, I mean, it's to me, as long as you are, hey, people, if you're giving people results and it's a place where people love to come, then price doesn't matter anymore. But we're so indoctrinated in the United States to think of price, 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 price. We'll do anything for price. Where's my discount? What can I do? Let right. me do. And so um, all of our marketing is not based on price. It's based on come in, experience what we have, and then see. So a ton of our marketing is all referral based. It's, it's member get member. And so our members will bring their friends in and, and we have, again, because we have so many women that are in here and, and super empowered women, super strong women, women uh, because of the muscular endurance and the other things that we do here, there are women that, that literally bring in uh, their significant others, their male friends and other stuff and be like, Bob, I bet you can't even do a workout at Fight Core. And they're like, hey, you're calling me out. And then they come in and they're like, holy crap, she's right. right. Yeah. And, uh, but um, so, so our marketing is really kind of all over the show, but most of it is is word of mouth, word of mouth. We're small enough and we just push our, our members want their friends to come in and experience what they're doing. And because we, we call it the transformation nation, we, um, and you'll, you can see our testimonials, but we have people that have been members for three months, but have been members of other clubs um, out there in the world. Um, some of them with, with colors in their names and others that, that say, well, Hey, I was a member there for three years, but I got more results in three months with you than I did in three years there. Um, right. and, you, and you don't lock me into a contract, Sean, that's really cool. Um, but our average length of stay, um, is really good. Um, and we, Again, people will leave because we have a lot of people that, that live up north and come down. They may be snowbirds here in this area mm -hmm. um, and live up in Rhode Island for part of their time and then come back down here. Um, uh, and um, so, so we get repeat visits from people and um, most of our stuff, um, again, from the marketing side of things, we stay local um, and uh, most of it's word of mouth. So we're 
most of the businesses know us, but everybody in the fitness industry says, oh yeah, yeah, everybody knows us. We're a huge club. We're the only club in town. Unless you're thinking about health and fitness, chances are people don't know you. And I think we right. fall in love with ourselves way too much in the industry. And that's mm -hmm. one of the things that when you stop marketing, you're dead. Again, distinct or extinct. What are you doing that's mm -hmm. different than everybody else? And, and, and how are you getting that across to people? And to us, we love up our members like crazy so that they go out and tell people. We have these things called badass passes where I just hand them out like candy where other people are like, oh, well, we're gonna discount your first month or we're gonna do this. We stand on our laurels. We don't discount on purpose so that people, we never want somebody in our club to say, oh, well, Bree, what are you paying? And all of a sudden you say, well, exactly. I'm paying this and you find someone else is paying different. You're like, wait a minute, I've wait been a, a member minute. since day one. You got a group mm -hmm. on, you bugger yeah. Sean, what the hell? And you, and then you're like, well, and all of your trust is gone at that point. Yes. So you, you don't, homie, don't play that. <laughs> so <laughs> <laughs> I love that. Yeah. And what you said about pricing earlier as well, um, you know, it's like a race to the bottom. It's like everybody wants to have the lowest price, but provide the highest value. And it's like, those things don't go together, right? There are so many gyms that want to provide everything for their members, but then want to compete with Planet Fitness right down the road and charge a low rate. And then it's like, it's like a badge of honor. Well, our prices are only X amount of dollars a month. What I look at it is, you know, people perceive value with things that cost more, you know? So if something costs more, like the old saying, you get what you pay for, right? It's true. It's always true. If you're paying a higher rate, you're going to get a higher level of value. And I think a lot of times people kind of get it twisted between trying to compete with Planet Fitness and they own a smaller boutique style kind of facility. And the two things are just, it's like apples and oranges. They're yep. not the same. And then they're trying to compare them and be the same. And I always say, you know, if you've got a Planet Fitness right down the road, then that's good. That means the market's there. They did their research. There are plenty of people within that area that are looking for what you offer. Yeah. and That's I, good. Yeah, I'm, I'm very much a, a product of every, there's, there's plenty to go around. Again, in yes. the fitness industry, uh, depending on whose figures you listen to, Ursa or whoever, 15% penetration into the marketplace it, you know globally and you think what are we doing wrong like everybody's like oh look at us are we great we used to be like 11 percent. now we're 15 i'm like <laughs> why aren't the other 85 percent wanting to know and then i say how right. many people as, as a percentage of the population how many people have been through a drive-through mcdonald's you're like okay it's a lot higher than 15 percent. it shouldn't be but it is so why right. are tell me why the 85 aren't coming and then what we do, instead of becoming, so you see so many sales organizations out there, like, oh yeah, well, that's why, because at Orange Theory, we sell it. This is how we do it at Crunch. We sell, 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 sell. Well, we decided at, at a Fitness First, what we created a long time ago, like I was telling you earlier, um, at Fitness First in Europe, we're the first people on the planet to do no contracts. We have people go, dude, you're, you're hoes. You're never going to make it. You know, we went from, you know, kind of six little health clubs to 600 plus health clubs in 22 countries. And we were the first people with no contracts. Like people, mm -hmm. it was month to month, right? And we, and now if if I call, we don't even have a thirty day notice to cancel. If life changes for you, why should I make it hard for you to leave? If I make it, so but but yet 
we've closed the back door. So what we decided to do was concentrate on the back door first, not the front door. If you can close the back door and create an experience that's like no other, people aren't gonna wanna leave. And then if they have to leave, because remember, we're competing with life, not with the health club down the road, right? If somebody's like, ah, God, you know what? My situation in the world has changed. I'm now moving or I'm now doing, why ever piss somebody off when they walk out your door Always, we always say after a workout, what, what we do, no one ever leaves in a bad mood, right? Because of mm -hmm. the type of workouts and what we do um, and, and the world that we currently live in, which is a lot of fun. Um, we are, but the same thing with your membership. You know, we offer, you know, single class, you can do a five class pass, you can do a 10 class pass, but that's not what we live and die on. We live and die on our membership base because we make it simple. People are like, oh my gosh, well, it's so much cheaper. I should just do the 159 a month. And do, you know, we have a heroes membership that we do for nurses and for teachers. So we mm -hmm. try to take care of the underdogs out there in the world. Um, and so people will argue, they're like, yeah, the nurses get paid too much now. And then, but, but those guys are, yeah, exactly. Um, but they do all the work for the doctors and other people like that. And yeah, um, have been kind of pooped on from dizzying heights for years and years. And so we try to take care of those guys. They're the only people that get discounts and everybody knows we're transparent. It's on our website. So it's super mm -hmm. simple. Um, but um, that's, so we close the back door. So keeping that experience yeah. up so that people are like, I can't leave because I'm not leaving my friends. Uh, there's a lot of ways that we do things um, that are a little bit different than others that, that keep the sociability of it uh, up so that you meet mm -hmm. people very quickly, no matter whether you are the fittest person in the world or you've never worked out before in your life um, and they coexist in our environment very, very mm -hmm. easily, so. Yeah, yeah, I like that um, plugging the back door aspect, you know, because a lot of people really focus on only lead generation, you know, and it's like always about just getting more people in the door. Whereas if you focus on fulfillment and retention, you know, it's a lot cheaper to keep a client than it is to acquire a new one. So once uh, those people are there, if you really focus on keeping them there, I mean, industry average is three to six months lifetime for a client. That is not a long time. Uh, so if you can focus on really fulfilling and providing that high level of service, getting them the results that they're looking for, that's huge. Results make people stick around. Um, so as long as you can do that, then chances are they're going to stay for longer periods of time, but that's an ongoing process. You know, that's something that can never dip. So that's really where a lot of your attention should be. Uh, of course, that's going to bring more people in as well. Um, and it's always good to have multiple poles in the water as far as getting more people in the door goes. However, I think a lot of people kind of forget about that and only focus on the front end. 100%. We've got one of the things that we used to do at Fitness First all the time was uh, we figured out uh, what the average length of stay was for every single one of our clubs. So we will always be able to watch and that better keep growing as a club gets older. Um, mm -hmm. And if it ever started to dip or, or level off, we're like, oh, hold on, we have a problem at that club. We need to go fix um, before there was actually a problem at that club. Um, but what we would do is, is go figure out anybody that didn't use the club. So every Monday, um, all of our GMs got a, um, a list of any of the, what we call the 10 day non-users. So anybody that hadn't been in the club in 10 days, got a phone call and mm -hmm. said, Hey, Brianna, wh wh where are you at girl? Like we mm -hmm. miss you. Oh, I've been on vacation or I've been there. I was, I was just there on Tuesday. Ooh, wait a minute. Now, now we find out, Hey, 
you have your membership card? Oh, no, I don't. Oh, okay. So now we find out, well, maybe somebody wasn't you know, checking you in or somebody knew you. So now we have no record of that. So, so we could go address right. that and make sure that, you know, um, we could do it. But if you hadn't been there, let's say you went on a cruise, or you were on vacation or whatever, then it was another chance for us to get you back in, maybe even get you with a personal trainer or somebody like that to get your next visit. in. so, so you got, cause nobody joins any formalized fitness setting thinking they're not going to use it for 10 days. Nobody does. Right. So, but it, the industry has always been like, oh, we sent him a postcard after a month and said, we missed yeah. you. It had a really cute puppy dog on it. So that'll get him coming back. Right. Really? <laughs> um, and so you've seen it all, all, you know, over the years. And so you, hey, talk to them. You know your members better than anybody. Get on the phone and tell them. That, and people are so shocked that you call yeah. them. They're like, you care? Because the average consumer is thinking, well, uh, because of other large volume commodity-based clubs, they're like, well, I, I thought you would have taken my money and not cared if I ever came. Like, isn't, right. that, isn't that how all health clubs make money? Yeah. And, um, and that's the, you know, unfortunately we've, you know, kind of like scarred the consumer enough to get them that that's what yeah. they think life is. Mm -hmm. And we know it's for us, we always say, if you don't use it, you lose it. Right. right. You don't come in here and use it. You are going to cancel your membership. So for us, with no contract, it's really important that we make sure that our members know how much we love them, how much we're involved with them, how much we miss them if they don't come. And we know a little bit about them as well. So mm -hmm. we make it personal so that it may not just be about their workout. It might be about, hey, how's your mom doing? How's your, you know, such and such. And so everybody's got a story. Everybody's got a mm -hmm. reason why they're in. And as long as you hold on to that reason, keep reminding people uh, of you know their commitment and we use the words dedicated and commitment a lot um, mm -hmm. and commitment is one of our we have we have five pillars uh, that, that we go by and they are respect belonging commitment progress and pride um, and because everybody wants to feel a sense of belonging um, and so uh, we kind of laugh at the fitness industry uh, you know 20 percent of your members join and never use the club but they're a card carrying mm -hmm. member they're like yes cool same people that buy the self-help books but never use them. Well, I mm -hmm. kind of went through the uh, you know the front page and I saw the chapters and the content, so I'm good. Right. <laughs> okay. Um, but on the shelf it goes. Um, and the same thing with members. Like, yeah, no, I joined. I never use it, but I joined. Um, and then right. you have the other, the other twenty percent at the other end, which are the people that that join and are there every single day. And mm -hmm. every staff member knows every single one of those people. They're like, oh, Bob, how you doing? Because Bob comes up and knows Brianna. All right. right. Like, hey, mm -hmm. you don't have to go talk to them. They come talk to you. But that's what exactly. most places that don't get it in, in the in our realm and others will spend all the time with those people. Well, you could punch those people in the face every time they come. They're intrinsically motivated to work out. They're coming anyway. All right? yes. No matter what you do to them, they's coming. <laughs> all right. So so those are 20 percent at either end. And I always mm -hmm. go, well, what's happening with that 60 percent in the middle? All right, what I call the fat kid in gym class or the, the scared guy or the guy. No, that grumpy guy over there on the recumbent. No, nobody ever talks to him. He's not grumpy. He's scared to death and no one's looking right. after him because nobody onboarded him correctly. Nobody told him it's okay to not yeah. be as good. Or maybe right. maybe you were in a CrossFit box and you had to, you know, you, well, we, you know, we're doing onboarding today. And you're like, oh God, so I'm now labeled. I'm a beginner. I'm the guy that now I'm not, I'm not, you know, making a, a slam at CrossFit. The only thing I have against CrossFit is that when you talk about community and you bash the box next to you, you lost me. So stop it. There's enough to go around. Love everybody. And yeah, mm -hmm. we, there are people that we pass from what we do. Hey man, I want to do a lot more strength, like hardcore. Here we go. Here, 
go, mm -hmm. go see our kids over here at this box that, you know, we have an affinity with and et cetera, et cetera. Same with spinning, same with other stuff, just because why, you know, no, 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 you can't go there. No, we, we have the magic yeah. elixir. No one else does. Yeah. Great. Yeah. There is plenty to go around. There are plenty of people out there that need fitness. Like you said, plenty of people that we haven't even tapped into yet. So, <laughs> all right. So now uh, I always love to ask about goals and big picture goals. It feels like you're, you've, you've done the, the big picture stuff and this is kind of on the other side of that, but within where you are now, what are you focused on? What's the next thing for you? So our next thing is simple. We wanted to not just prove the concept, um, but to be able to hone in, make sure that we've got the concept exactly where we wanted it. Um, we're look. I've got people saying, "Oh, we want to build one here. We want to build one there." Hey, can you franchise us? We've been there, done that. We uh, will probably stay away from the franchise superhighway right now um, because we don't really not not that we're selling our soul to the devil to do that, but. We're just going to go, you know, we'd rather open profitable clubs um, with really cool people. Um, mm -hmm. So we may do some joint ventures, uh, but we just because of my background and being able to operate the number of, of facilities I have across the world, um, you know, opening up 10 or 20 of these is not, not, not really a, a big, oh gosh, I wonder how we're going to do that. It's, it's just a matter of going and finding the right people to get involved to go and, and do that. So, so that, right. that's right. next, next step is to, grow a couple more locally and then see where that takes us. We've got people just because of my, uh, my, my connections across Europe. I've got people from the UK, Portugal, Spain, other places are like, come now, come. And we're like, let like the world sort itself out a little bit first. And then, uh, then we'll, we'll figure that out. Right. Yeah, absolutely. Okay. So growth, more locations, but not on a huge scale. Probably. And it's, Hey, we'll go here. Somebody wants to go dump a ton of uh, you know money in our pocket and let, let's go and, and grow. Great. You know, will will I rethink the franchise thing? If somebody said, dude, I love this. We got it. Then yeah. But it's uh, again, I've at some point in the franchise world, um, you're going to get in a situation where a franchisee is going to, you know, kind of fall out with a franchisor no matter what you do. And mm -hmm. we just don't want to play that game necessarily right now. That's all. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Definitely understand that for sure. Um, all right. So now one thing I always love to ask every gym owner that I speak with is if you could provide a piece of advice to somebody who is considering going their own way, doing their own thing, opening their own facility, what would that be? You've got a lot of experience in the industry in different areas. So what is one of the most important things that you think um, you've learned along the way or one of the most important things to keep in mind? If you love what you do and you're good at it and you have people that want to get involved with you, or even if you're a one man band, just want to do it, but follow your passion. So many people are in dead end jobs, dead end industries. And when I say dead end, the industry may be great, but it's not your, it's not your purpose. Uh, that, that's a word that's banded around a lot um, and figure out what works for you and your personality. Because what we find is that people are buying you. People are buying what you want. That's why there's some amazing personal trainers that are out there that, that are stock full. And there's other personal trainers who, who aren't. Um, yeah. And are like, oh, well, you know this. But if that's really what you want to do. To me in life, gone are the days. I'm super lucky. I've been in the same industry since I graduated and did my master's degree. 
I just happened. That doesn't happen in, in the world. You know, no. you've done a few different things and other people, and you just go, whoa, but you tend to come back to the things you really love. You're like, oh my God, I really love doing this. Super, mm -hmm. go do that thing that is you love. But if you mm -hmm. love it, just go be the best at that thing that you can. A lot of people try to be everything for everybody. Don't. Pitch, stay in your lane. Um, I'm really lucky that I've had some amazing people that worked with me across the years at Fitness First who are now off and have their own franchise companies in, in you know, multinationals and other stuff. And it's so cool seeing as the old guy, um, watching you know, these people in their 20s and 30s just kicking ass and doing stuff because they followed their passion and stuff. Right. And they were like, yeah, let's go. And to me, just don't let anybody ever outwork you. Mm -hmm. It's and, and to me, that's the thing. I'm 58. And the one thing I know is that no one's going to outwork me. If we're working out, you're not going to, I'm going to try till I die. And I yes. said, and so, and so many people in the world we live in are like, well, that's too hard. Yeah. Life is hard. Suck it up, buttercup. Mm -hmm. It's okay. Mm -hmm. But if it's hard, but it's what you love, then it's not hard anymore. It's just like, wow. All right. I'm, I'm, I'm getting my business muscles on now by learning this, but to me, don't be afraid to fail. The biggest thing right. that, we, that, that made us successful at Fitness First is that we were making decisions at, at 100 clubs as if we only owned one. Because mm -hmm. people start having, oh, let's have a committee and let's do a test over here. And let's do, because you start getting into this financial mindset of, oh God, if, if it's wrong, ooh. Right. Yeah, mm -hmm. but what if it's right? Holy mm -hmm. cow, boom. And so to me, if you got an idea and you got something, just be relentless. Yeah. And, and, and to me, patience, perseverance, people quit way too easily these days. Mm -hmm. And uh, I, think, I think we've gotten soft uh, and, yeah. like, and, and stuff that we think or is conditioned, that's too hard. You shouldn't do that. Yeah, did you die? All right, I know that's right. an over. And people are gonna say, no, you shouldn't say that, Sean, because you know, that's like, that'll trigger some people. Stop it. Yeah. I, I don't mean, did you die, die? I mean, did, did you learn something? All right, mm -hmm. well, rub some dirt on it. All right, get back up. Let's go. Mm -hmm. right? right. You now learned really cool and really quick how not to do something. So you're like, oh, no, not that way, this way. All right. Exactly. Awesome. And that to me, fail fast is what I say. Mm -hmm. And just, just know your members. If you're in a membership thing, know your customers and know them, know them. And I think we're going to go into an age where people are so sick of being at home. People are yes. so freaked out by like, we, I always equate it back to dogs. Um, an unsocialized dog, right? Isn't great. Cause you're like, I can't take my dog out cause it's, it barks at everybody. And it's just, ah. right. Well, people are going to start being like that because they have yes. no idea. And kids that are being brought up who aren't allowed to be social because they've either mm -hmm. been bashed or they've been kept out of stuff. Uh, if you have a homeschooled kid, make sure you socialize them. That's all I'm saying. Make sure they're around other kids and they know how to act or because other kids will teach them how to act. Um, mm -hmm. It's like other dogs in the pack mentality. And I always laugh because I think humans are also pack mentality um, at times. So that's, sure. why you, that's why you get groups of people that are like, oh, have you ever seen five you know, five young ladies all talking at the same time. Well, that's that, you know, and, and men, you know, guys walk up and be like, oh my God, that noise, I can't hear it. But meanwhile, the girls are like, we can hear every word, shut up. We know, we're, yeah. 
guys have tunnel vision. They you know, and women have great, you know, they, so I always laugh. I'm like, look, we are a, we're a, we're social animals. B, uh, the group setting thing we like. I'm saying, no, I'm a loner. I'm a loner. Well, okay. That's, that's fine. Um, so, right. but just do you and, and do yeah. me. The, the biggest thing is that I, I can say to anybody that's out there is just, man, just go for it, fail quickly. Cause mm-hmm. I have the biggest, my biggest scare, um, or that I'm afraid of is that people that go through life who win all the time, mm-hmm. because then when it comes that one time and they lose, yeah, they know how to handle it. And by losing, mm-hmm. I mean, oh my God, I got second place. Yeah, um, people get right. all A's their whole life, and they're just used to it, which is great. Keep performing. If you can keep performing that level, yeah. awesome, great. I love people that get great grades. I didn't get great grades, but um, I, I, I had other superpowers. Um, and, and so, to me, um, everybody always talks about also. I think so. Fail quickly is my number one advice. Number two is everybody's like, work on your weaknesses. Work on your weaknesses. To me, work on your strengths. Go find your yeah. superpower and mm-hmm. make that a superpower. Don't make it just right. pretty good at that, okay? Because your weaknesses, there are ways to, to help do those. A lot of people are like, oh, I hate doing the admin. Well, great, do that first, get out of the way. It's like eating your vegetables if you don't like vegetables. Get it yeah, out of the way, right. move on to the good yeah. stuff. But um, so that, that's it for advice. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I mean, I think uh, fear holds people back more than anything else. Everybody, it's easier to just not try than it is to try and fail. Right. Because mentally it's like people have no way to cope with anything, no coping mechanisms. Everything's a huge deal, you know, where it doesn't have to be. It's kind of just part of life. You know, that's how you move on. That's how you figure out what you're going to do. That's how you take the next steps. But if you never try and you just end up in this place of just complacency and just being okay, you know, and that's that stands out to me in such a huge way because that's I'm afraid of that. You know, it's like, I'm afraid to just stay where I am and never actually achieve what is possible, you know? And there are so many people that are just comfortable, just living the day to day and just going through life and just doing their thing, you know, but it's like, there's so much possibility out there and so many things that you can do. And there are so many people that want to do things, but they just don't because they're afraid. Yeah. And we, we live in a world of fear right now. We're bombarded daily by a bunch of different, you know, fear mongering of all sorts of different sites. And, you know, I, I won't go into detail on that. Everybody knows what I'm talking about, but yeah. you've got, mm-hmm. and with that, um, just uh, to me, raise your vibration. Don't live in fear. Like you were just saying, yeah. don't just, it's, it's, it's some simple stuff and it's easy to talk about. It's harder to do, um, mm-hmm. but we'll make bad decisions out of fear. But if you walk yeah. through life, Hey, what if you walk through life thinking I, yes, I will right. accomplish this. I, mm-hmm. you know, I, nothing's impossible. Let's go. All right. right. And, and Hey, the, you go back into the fifties and you look at Roger Bannister, who, who, you know, the four minute mile and people are like, Oh, it's impossible. The human body can't do it. And then all of a sudden somebody did it And that year, yeah. you know, there were uh, you know hundreds of people that broke the four minute you know, mile barrier and then, Oh, okay. And to me, get out of your head, get out of the stinking yeah. thinking, stay out of fear. Um, mm-hmm. and, and, and you'll rock. And so, yeah, but also have fun, have fun. Yes. We take ourselves yes. way too seriously. Like, mm-hmm. um, newscast, um, you know, you're not going to make it out of this world alive. So, right. uh, but you can, you can make it out of this world thriving. So go have fun 
And if you're not giggling at your butt at least one time a day, I mean, when's the last time you laughed like a child, right? right. By the way, you learn to laugh before you learn to talk. Mm -hmm. So to me, we should go back and revisit that and laugh more than we talk. Absolutely. Yeah. I love that. All right. So as we start to wrap up here, where can the listeners find you on social media? Um, you can find us on social media at at fight, F-I-G-H-T underscore core, C-O-R-P-S. Uh, you can also um, find us uh, on Facebook at, at, uh, at Fight Core. And um, you can go to our website, which is fightcorecorps.com. And remember, core, it's not corpse, it's core, um, because <laughs> like, like Marine Corps and uh, like uh, uh, Peace Corps, core, the word core, C-O-R-P-S, is the, the meaning of core is a group of like-minded individuals all working towards the same goal. So that's, that's what we do. But yeah, you can find us on Instagram um, and you can kind of see what we do. And uh, yeah, come join us. But we're also, again, I, I mentor a bunch of people across the world and uh, um, anybody that wants a, a, a free and kind of uh, unusual look at uh, kind of the world. And I've kind of tempered it down a little bit today <laughs> for, for you guys. <laughs> um, just because, look, I've been doing this for 40 plus years across the world, I still have the same enthusiasm that I had when I was a mere youngster. So to me, yeah. if you have that, that enthusiasm for anything you do. Yeah. Absolutely. All right. Awesome. So Sean from Fight Core Fitness in Cape Coral, Florida, thank you so much for taking the time to join us today. It's been great having you on the show. Thank you so much for uh, letting me bend your ear. Appreciate it. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> So all the listeners out there, make sure that you subscribe so that you'll be updated on future episodes of the show. In the meantime, keep killing it out there and we'll catch you on the flip side. Jim Lords out. Thank you so much for listening. If you found this content valuable, here's four ways we can help you grow your gym for free. One, grab a free copy of Alex Ramosi's best-selling book, Gym Launch Secrets at alexsbook.com. Two, join our free Facebook group at alexsgroup.com. Three, if you're a gym owner, you can apply to be on the podcast by emailing us at podcast at gymlaunch.com. Four, leave us a five-star review so we can gain access to more gym owners and bring those lessons back to you. And as always, tap that button and subscribe to this podcast for more.